Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, we have the AFC North. We'll be talking about these really good teams, actually. I was pretty surprised. Except one. Except one. You are right. And we'll talk about them right now. That's a good transition, Ryan. We got the Cincinnati Bengals, who went 4-11-1. They tied with the Philadelphia Eagles, which we talked about last week. If you didn't watch that episode, you should go take a listen. But yeah, any immediate thoughts about this team? Uh, not too many bright spots outside of Joe Burrow outside and Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon, you're really good with the transitions today. The first yeah. player on my list for a player that outperformed was Joe Burrow. He started 10 games, 2,600 yards passing, 13 touchdowns. He didn't have five interceptions, so won every other game, which is a lot. But you can't blame him if he gets sacked 32 times. That is true. So I kind of I put him on underperform for me, but with like a really big question mark. And I, I, I don't know if he belongs here. Solely because he was a Heisman winner, he went number one overall. So you expected a Justin Herbert season out of him. Justin Herbert had a worse offensive line than this guy, to be completely honest. So that's why it's like, I think out of expectation, I put Joe Burrow on the underperforming list, but his numbers aren't bad. And plus he got injured in week 11. I could I could see why you did that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I was on the fence about putting him on either overperforming or underperforming. I lean the other way putting him yeah. overperforming just because i feel like there's a lot of potential with him still and i feel like he can be as good as justin herbert but he we can. can get that so Definitely. i was looking optimistically in the future you're looking in the present they both make sense but See. hopefully we can both agree that one of his weapons t higgins yes rookie out of really good yes he played all 16 games and he started 14 of them and i feel like once he started games it was his turning point 900 receiving yards, six receiving touchdowns. He does a lot of things well. I think he's a superstar in the making. And is the reason why they're probably not going to re-sign A.J. Green. Yes. My question to you, is he better than Tyler Boyd? I think he is in the aspect that Tyler Boyd is what primarily in the slot. And he does good things in the slot. So he's like a slot-wide receiver. But T. Higgins plays on the outside. Like he's at true number one, which is why I like him a little bit better. Were you able to find any other outperformers? I have Bessie Bates. Their safety. Oh, okay. Appreciated. I don't know what's up with me and underappreciated safeties on this on this podcast, but I love to bring them in. He's Who you're a safety years guy? Old. Safety guy, yeah. He's 24 years old. Here's some fun facts about him. Three interceptions in every season he's played. He's not missed oh. a game and has had over a hundred plus tackles in every season. That is very impressive. I agree. Under, under, what'd you say? Underrated? Definitely because I do not know of him. Yeah. Now we can move on to, did you have any other players or we're going to move on to underperforming players? Let's move on to underperforming players. So the first guy I got, AJ Green, top of the list. Uh, For the amount of times they targeted him, just no good, man. 104 targets and you catch 47 of them. That's like, (laughs) come on, man. That's worse than half. So my question, though, is why do they keep targeting him? It doesn't make sense to me. Do you know that 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 term, like, oh, why do people try, like, keep making fetch a thing, like that term fetch? It's mm-hmm. that. They tried to make A.J. Green work. That's why they threw it to him over 150 times. He only caught, what, a third of them? If I did, like, quick math, was it 148 over, like, 40? Uh, 104 over 47. 104 over 47. So less than uh, 50%. Percent. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, about, I heard about it 30 wrong. maybe? 30%? I don't know, 20? Uh, it's less than 50, which is very bad. Very bad <laughs> coming from... I feel like he used to be a superstar, AJ Green. Like, I remember seeing his highlights and knowing of him. I never watched him personally. But you were trying to see... Yeah. His injuries are slowing him down. They were, like, trying to beat the de- uh, dead horse, but in the opposite way. Like, they were trying to, like make this guy better when he was already not better anymore or not good, not in his prime. I agree. And maybe it's because the connection with him and Joe Burrow isn't there. So maybe if he goes to a different team, they could use him a little bit better. Maybe. Uh, second guy or second group I had on here was the O-line, third worst in the league. Through 11 weeks, Burrow was sacked 32 times, like you said earlier, and he had 42 QB hits. Probably what 
gave way to this injury that Joe Burrow sustained. I can't disagree with you there. They need to focus on the offensive line this offseason. And I feel like that will also trickle down to a lot of the other things that they try to do because I, one of my underperformers that I had was actually Joe Mixon. And oh, I you didn't like Joe he, Mixon. I understand that he was injured, but if you watched him play, it was kind of underwhelming. 3.6 yards per carry. I mean, like, I feel like if he can be used more in the passing game and actually have meaningful touches, then I feel like he could take that next step because he's mm-hmm. being paid like a number one, like a true like running back superstar. He is. And I haven't, I just still haven't seen it yet. Isn't he like the sixth paid or the sixth highest paid running back or something when he signed his contract? So he's yeah, up there. Does he, does he play like the sixth best running back I, in the league? I, I don't think so. I agree with you there. But I, I definitely think that he's a good piece for the offense. Just maybe it he's not representative of what he's getting paid. I can I can see that. Again, like I'm not like not pooping on this guy. I love Joe Mixon. I just expect more from him. And I hope that he can have a bounce back next year. Yeah. I have one more player on my list. Go for who it. I think that I don't know how I feel. It's John Ross. Stop. Do not bring Henry Ruggs comparison oh, to this. Just stop right now. Yet, Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'm a, I'm gonna give you some numbers. Three, thirteen, eight. We're playing this three. game again. We're playing this game again. What do you think that was? Three, three. thirteen, eight. Oh, three. oh, slow down. Three, three years in the league, maybe. I think, right? Okay. No. Okay. Thirteen. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Don't tell me he had 13 receptions this past season. I actually need to double check that, but <laughs> just tell me what the numbers mean. The number of games played in each season he's been in the league. First year was three, second year was 13, the third year was eight, and this current year was only three. He's too skinny, I think. He's just not durable. He can't stay on the field, it's a bit underwhelming. He's going to land in free agency. Who knows? who will pick him up. I made a comparison to another Raiders wide receiver, Darius Hayward Bay. Hayward Bay. And then you know where he Ryan. went? The Steelers. He did. So are you trying to say John Ross is going to go to the Steelers? Because they kind of need some wide receivers out there too. I'm saying maybe a change in scenery could help them out more. But they're not looking very good in terms of where they were drafted. That is true. I think a change of scenery works better when you don't have the injuries because the injuries pertain to your body, not the city you play in. True. Yeah. All right. So moving on, notable injuries, um, both Joes. Joe yeah, Burrow, torn, torn ACL, MCL, and a bit more to his left knee. Joe Mixon injures foot just before the halfway season or the halfway point of the season. Mm-hmm. Do you have any? Am I missing any? CJ Uzama, their tight oh, end. Their tight end. Yeah. Jonah Williams, their tackle. And Geno Atkins was like on and off the field throughout the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, in terms of their head coach being fired, no. I think he did an okay job given like everything that he had, which wasn't yeah. much. Given what he had, he did good. Looking so, ahead for this team, though, positions of need, what'd you have? O line, uh, D line, basically the trenches. And some corners and some wide receivers. They have just under 38 mil going to free agency. That's nice. Okay. I actually had the same positions of need in terms of free agents that are leaving. AJ Green, safety Sean Williams, wide receiver John Ross, and their cornerback William Jackson. And Mackenzie Alexander. So both starting corners. Mm, good catch. So who do you think they should pick up? Um, they're in an okay spot in terms of cap. So I picked like some somewhat budget players or at least people who won't demand for superstar money because of their performance last year. So like yeah. AJ Boye, cheap okay. corner who has proven himself, Leonard Floyd, um, again, to just bring pressure edge. in case, mm-hmm. yeah, just some edge rush, Quan Short for the trenches, like what you said, Brandon Scherf and Alex Mack for the offensive line because you need to protect Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I put Joe Dunny. Not bad because you know now you have a solid guard if you sign him and a tackle on Jonah Williams when he's healthy again. I think for a tight end, I I wanted to replace 
Uzoma, I'm not, not a fan of him. Are you a fan of him? I think they do need a replacement, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, so I, I I plugged in Gerald Everett here. I think it's like a sneaky, cheaper option. I think you can get him for like maybe like six, seven mil. So yeah, he's not going to break the bank like Hunter Henry. I really, really like that pick a lot. I think that's Thank a you. really good free agent pick. Moving on though to the draft, they pick at number five. Ryan, who another do you think top five get? pick. Another top uh, five pick. I think this one's easy. Panay Sewell, anchor that line for Burrow so the guy doesn't screw up his right knee next season too. Because uh, think about it like this. If they can land Brandon, like you said earlier, or Joe Thunny, like I said, and Panay Sewell, plus Joan William coming, coming back, I think this offensive line could turn into a strength or a middle of the pack, which is much better than what they had last year. That's very fair. Now, here's, here's how I'm going to challenge you right here. What if you trade down, you get more draft capital because this team doesn't just need help in terms of the offensive line, mm-hmm. and you land like someone like Rashawn Slater? Not bad either. Not bad either. I, I guess like the question's more like, do you trust that Panay Sewell is like the best offensive lineman ever, or do you try to build around a somewhat better offensive lineman, but also have other pieces in the draft? If, if I had the choice, I, I would go with the trade down route because I don't think you need a top five O-line in order to win a Super Bowl. The Buccaneers proved that actually, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, because look, this year, I think we're going to talk about them soon, but the Browns had the number one offensive line in the whole league this year based, uh, based on PFF ratings, but they didn't win a Super Bowl. You're not. So that's why I I think you're on the right path of trading down and Rashawn Slater is your guy. And you get to pick up maybe a wide receiver while you're at it too. Yeah. This this wide receiver class is, is, has a lot of depth. So who knows? Um, Now you brought the Super Bowl. Will they make the playoffs this year? Next year? No, not yet. I agree. The pieces are coming together, but it's not there yet. Not yet. So then next, we have the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, a, a team quick that shows that you season. can have pieces. Yeah, 11-5, and five, they made it to the playoffs. It's uh, crazy. What do you got to say about them? It's crazy. Um, <laughs> the, like, what I was just going to say, like, you know, like, they're, like, literally the proof that if you rebuild enough, you can make it to the playoffs. All right. So players that outperformed, um, the first one I have – Baker Mayfield, but I'm kind of hesitant of him going here. Do you agree before I go on a little spiel about Baker Mayfield? I put Baker Mayfield here as well. But confidently or hesitantly put him there? So the first statement that I put was, he showed that he can be the franchise quarterback for this organization. Ah, all right. So I had Heisman winner, fourth year in the league and we're still having the talk about whether or not he is the guy so that makes me kind of because i feel not everyone is sold on baker mayfield i mean the guy was benched in week uh i think four weeks into the season when he struggled against the steelers but then he did had a late season surge after week 12 i think he had like a top five pass rating after week 12 seeing like that's what like that's what gives me hope because again, like new head coach, shortened off season. So obviously he's still getting used to like the whole system. True. But you can see that over time, he he fits in the system really well. Because he doesn't and have he to did do lead the Browns to their long way to playoff appearance. So yeah, sure. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, outperformer. Good job. Yeah. Um, just one more note on Baker Mayfield before we move on to other players. He had like hella interceptions his first two years. They were like mm-hmm. double digits. I think 16 and then i think at one point he had like 20 mm-hmm. i don't know that's just what i remembered he had eight this year just eight which was really good that's good under under double digit interceptions is always a good thing all right i think you'll like the, this next one that i have on my list it's the one two punch at running back <laughs> go for They're it the first on my list nick chubb and kareem hunt i always talk about them ryan do you want to talk about them first 
all I can say is they both continue to rumble, man. They both uh, one went over a thousand yards as Nick Chubb. The other one went for almost a thousand yards, eight hundred and forty-one yards. The one-two punch is real. There's not much else to, to say about this besides maybe I would like Nick Chubb to catch more footballs instead of having brick hands, but that's my only critique. He had a thousand yards, but only played 12 games due yeah. to injury. When he came back, didn't even look like he was injured. What I like about Nick Chubb is I think he just breaks off for like very big runs sometimes. And it's just like mm-hmm. very exciting to watch. I agree. And it's crazy because, like, he's a big running back, but he's still really fast. Very fast. Yeah. Another and Kareem Hunt is just, I don't know. I don't know how you – he had a weird career. He started, like, with the Chiefs, and then now he's on the Browns. But he he's fitting in very well for them as well. He's, like, a really good scheme fit. He does what he's being asked to do really well. Yes, I agree. I had one more player on my list. Go for it. Miles Garrett. Full sex. Yes. Again, you talked about this with Baker Mayfield. You know, like sometimes people question whether or not like he was the number one pick coming out of his draft. Mm-hmm. We don't have that conversation with Miles Garrett. Yeah, we don't. It's that good. He continues to improve every single year. And that's like the really scary part. Double digit sacks in his past three seasons, forces fumbles, pass breakups too, which we talked about when we talked about the Washington football team. When defensive linemen can put their hands up, pretty good. Very good. Yeah, just an excellent pass rusher. I like that. I think the last group I had was the O-line. I think I mentioned earlier in this podcast, they have the number one offensive line. Their right tackle, Jack Conklin, was the highest rated left tackle. And their right guard, Wyatt Teller, was the highest rated right guard. So they they had a great line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, Now we're going to transition to players that underperformed Start us off. It's a hot take. I have a whole group. Oh, wide receiver corp. It's the wide receiver corp. Okay. I agree with Odell Beckham being here, but with Jarvis Landry, I think he's like a good security blanket. So I'm going to save Jarvis Landry some heat. (laughs) Okay. I agree with you because in my notes, I said that he was banged up. The reason why he's underperformed is that he's not a true number one. Yeah. I agree. He's he's a 1.5 wide receiver, which we talk about all the time. Um, and that's that was just the problem. I still think he's a really athletic and talented player. But again, when Odell wasn't there, did you believe in the wide re- in these wide receivers? I don't think so. And I don't think they were. It is. But even when Odell was there, I feel like he gets too many injuries, man. He's getting paid like 90 mil over five years. I know the Browns aren't paying all of this because they traded for him, but I think the injuries are too much. Maybe it's time to trade him. I I could agree with you for trading Odell, and I'm going to make this comparison as well. I feel like Odell is the Stefan Diggs of last year for the for the Vikings. So wherever he goes, he's gonna he's just gonna pop off. I think he's in the wrong scheme and he needs a better quarterback. That but Stefan Diggs can stay healthy. Because, like, I'm talking about Odell Beckham. He has injuries, but his injuries aren't, like, minor. They're, like, I need surgery injuries. <laughs> I need surgery. That is true. That I think I will agree with you on that. That's probably the only concern that I have for Odell, though, is yeah. can he stay on the field? Because we know – because I think last year or the year before, that like, he stayed on the field, but it looked like he was injured because his numbers were not that great. Very true. But, yeah, that was – that was it. Oh, and the third wide receiver. Do you know the third? Rashard Higgins. Someone oh, needs to step Donovan up. Donovan Peoples-Jones. They're, they're, oh, they're, yeah. They're the rookie. Yeah, I heard he was actually, he could actually pop off and be something really good. I didn't see enough. I didn't see enough flashes for that to happen yet. But who knows? Maybe if they do move on from Odell Beckham, yeah. he could have a bigger role. Potentially. Uh, do you have anybody else? No, I'm ready to talk about injuries. Wait, I got one more guy. Austin Hooper. I don't know what you expect out of Austin Hooper, but 435 yards, four TDs. I think people expected more out of this pickup. I think for the amount of money that they paid, yes. I knew that he wasn't going to do well. You knew? I didn't think he was going to do well. Okay, okay. 
I see. I knew. Yeah, I was gonna be. That's why he's not on your list. Because mm-hmm. he performed just. Low. <laughs> Got it. He met his expectations. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, moving um, on then. Notable injuries. Uh, we talked about him already. Odell Beckham. Pretty much, that's the the big one. I think Austin Hooper was injured just a little bit, but let's be honest, I don't think that really mattered, mattered. too much in terms of his performance on the field. And I think Jedrick Wills got hurt too. A little bit, yeah. But he did play, and he he played pretty well. Yes. Oh, well, one more that I had: Denzel Ward. He was injured. Yeah, he has he has problems staying on the field. Oh, interesting. For being but like I heard number that, like four pick or something like that. Yeah, he's like really talented if he can stay on the field. Like that's what they have in parentheses. He could be a top ten corner if he can stay on the field. Just like Julio Jones, if he can stay on the field, he's great. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you on that. But moving on to head coach, I feel like they have a really good system in place, and I feel like they're going in the right direction. Do you disagree or? I'll 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 agree here. We we can look ahead in the future. Positions of need. Who do you have? I got linebacker and safety. I got safety as well because I think both their safeties are leaving or unsigned or are going to become free agents. I think so as well. All I know is that Andrew Sendejo, he's like leaving and that's a fucking, that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, Carl Joseph too. Oh yeah. And Carl Joseph, he is leaving uh, as well. And, and I, I also put DE because Oliver Vernon is going to be leaving. So players that this team should uh, pick up, I think I got Richard Sherman. So I put him here because still he's still good, but not in his prime. However, the Browns do have two young, good corners in Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, like you just said. So you bring Mm -hmm. Richard Sherman in, provides the leadership, and Richard Sherman, it's not like he has nothing left in the tank. He, He can still play. I, I like that pick actually. That's a good one. Um, Hmm. I want a different approach, though. Go for it. <clears throat> I went with Kyle Van Noy because ah. he just hit free agency. They okay. need help at linebacker. So I was, like, I was like, okay, that could be a good fit. If they need pass rush, I mean, something like Shaquille Barrett could be an option. Ah, Shaq Barrett. I like that. Yes. And because both their safeties are walking, Justin Simmons or Anthony Harris. I like that. Justin Simmer- Simmons is going to be like that cre- cream of the crop, though. I, I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. So if they got that money, but yeah. So they picked 26 in the draft. Who should they pick? Okay. So if they want to address safety, I have Trayvon Morig. Oh, he's the yeah. best safety in the draft. Out of like TCU, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Out of TCU. Uh-huh. He is best as a, in the free safety role where he can play in the middle of the field, like cover one being that single high safety. He needs to help in run support, but I heard that he's really great in the slot. So he can play in the slot and he's really versatile. So he can be that quote unquote third cornerback. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like the run support could be less of an issue if you're actually going to play him single high safety. You're not going to ever True. play him in the box unless he's the last guy, unless he blew past your D line and linebackers and now you need him to make the tackle, then, you know, hold your breath for a little bit. I agree. I had one more player too. It's um, Zaven Collins. Oh, okay. From Tulsa, he's a linebacker, versatile. He has the ability to rush the passer, drop back in coverage, and just crash down on whoever has the ball. Again, like what I said, he's versatile. He has football intellect, which I still don't know how you measure that, but a lot of people talk about it, and I agree with it. He seems pretty smart on the field, but he's really dynamic, and he can help this team because I feel like the Browns need a linebacker that can do a little bit of everything. And that's what he does. I think I was just a little bit more hopeful of who will still be left at 26, but I highly doubt this guy will be there. It's Quiddy Pay, But for the same reasons that you picked Zayvon Collins. Nice. I, I was just hopeful for the Browns fans. But he's, I think he's going to be gone before pick 20. We can see, or, you know, again, like when we do these things, like we don't talk about this, teams could always trade up. Very true. Especially in like the later, the later parts of the first round, like it doesn't really take much to kind of move up a couple of spots. So you never know. They really want to pay. So will they make the playoffs next, next year? What do you think? Yeah. I think that this team is going places and I'm excited to see them take 
the next step? I think yes as well, but this this division is very, it's a tough division, I think. So there's going to be some weird surprises of a team not making it, but I think the Browns will make it. I think that the Browns only have one team competing for the AFC North, and it's the Baltimore Ravens. Ah. Pretty good transition there. 11-5. and five I like it. Smooth, bro. They did really well. I think this team, when I did my research on this team, I was actually impressed with what they have in place right now. I'm just very excited for you to talk about Gus Edwards and Matt Judon. Oh, <laughs> oh my, I know. It's the episode. My man, so, Gus Edwards. 11-5 and five record. Players outperform. Does Gus Edwards go here? You tell me. No, he does not. Mr. You know 3.5. Because J.K. Dobbins goes here. I put him here. Uh, he finished the season atop the depth chart. 805 yards, 9 TDs. Uh, he was a great fantasy pickup if you picked him up, and he's a rookie. I agree with you. There's so much potential, and I feel like they finally realized that when they started him. Very true. Like he was ready. I don't know why they didn't start him earlier. It's because they believed in Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards. Yeah, just I mean, like, to I like, get it. let Mark Ingram go. <laughs> just doesn't yeah. make sense to me. <laughs> I feel like he, from what I heard, he had a big leadership presence in the team. Mm-hmm. So it was like out of respect, that like he got ah. the starts and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Until you realize that you have a better player than this guy. Yes. But then I think that's when like he respected the fact that J.K. Dobbins was better. So he did mm-hmm. it for the better of the team. I like that it. That makes sense. So yeah, he's like, yeah, Mark Ingram's actually a really nice person. Mm-hmm. I heard. So that's really cool. But um, yeah, did you have any other players that... Um, I mean, I, I don't know where this guy goes or if he even belongs anywhere, but Marquise Brown, I don't know how you feel about this. Like, where do you think he should be placed? Because he did bulk up. He did do better this season than he did last season. 584 yards last season, 769 this season, 7 TDs last season, 8 TDs this season. But the, the thing I have about him is that, is he the number one wide receiver? <laughs> okay. Did you have any other players that outperformed before we uh, talked about Marquise Brown? Mark Andrews and uh, Derek Wolf, Yannick and Gawkway, Jugon. I think that D-line did good. This is so funny because the only other player that I had was Marlon Humphreys. Okay. I just think that he was the best cornerback. I'm just going to talk about this really quick because we're going to have a discussion because I have players on my other list. But Marlon Humphreys, I feel like he is the best cornerback that came out of his draft in 2017. He's a ball magnet. And... He doesn't have a lot of interceptions, but he does have a lot of forced fumbles. Do you know how many forced fumbles he had this season? I'm going to go with four. He had eight. Eight? Eight. That's the a man lot, had eight. Man That's had a lot. Eight forced fumbles. That's like a team's worth of forced fumbles. Of forced fumbles. Yes. <laughs> so that's like, if I mean, like, honestly, though, like if your cornerback can get the interception, like if he can force fumbles, like if he can Punch get eight of them. Yeah, just as good. Okay, now we're going to transition to Marquise Brown. I agree with you. There's growth. Yeah, there's growth. There's See, potential. There's potential. Again, you have to be wary when you say things have potential because everything has potential. I agree with Even you. Even John Ross has potential. John Ross does have potential, and that's my concern. I have not seen enough of Marquise Brown to say, like what you said, is he the true number one? He was literally, okay, maybe behind Mark Andrews, one of their best weapons. He's a field stretcher. Mm -hmm. Did you see any of the big plays? No. No. (laughs) Short short passes, brick hands. Maybe partially is Lamar Jackson not being as accurate as we hope as well. Mm -hmm. But coming out of the draft, being a first-round pick, you hope that Marquise Brown would at least have one 1,000-yard season by now true he was picked like what 22nd overall or 24th somewhere there or early 20s early 20s right like Mm -hmm. you hoped for this guy to at least put up brandon Ayuk numbers if we were to compare someone okay brandon Ayuk numbers but so is the issue here is the issue marquise brown is he too small too small to play on the outside i don't know if he's too small to play on the outside I just don't think 
I just don't think he's being used well in the system. And I don't think yeah. that they can get the ball to him. And when they do, he 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 botches each each opportunity. All right, all right, I agree. Okay, so Marquise Brown. See, even after that, I don't want to put him in underperforming just yet. So we'll leave him off to the side. Okay, how about this? Do you think he's going to have a one thousand yard season next year? I know. Sorry. Hmm. <laughs> okay. But 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 I'll say this, and we're going to revisit this in a year. He'll do better than seven hundred and sixty nine yards, though but still not a thousand. That's my prediction. So he's still improving. So this is like one of those trap players where, you know, you're looking at the, the stat sheet and you're like, wow, he's doing better each year. So you re-sign him, but then, you know, he's just not going to get there. I, I agree with you on that. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I have another player, hot take. I don't really care. I put Lamar Jackson here. I put Lamar Jackson's bowel system here. Oh, that too. <laughs> but yeah, just to be real, what was he? MVP last year? Yes. Did he play like an MVP this year? Nope. That's why he underperformed. It's as simple as that. He he did well. Stats don't lie. But he did not meet my expectations that I had. And I wasn't I wasn't expecting him to have the same numbers and to replicate the production he had last year. Mm-hmm. That's unrealistic. But I expected better. That is true. There were times this year. I remember we talked about it after watching the game or during the game where we watched the Ravens play and their offense just couldn't get going. They were just kind of stalling drive after drive. Yeah. And like as an MVP, as someone who I guess like the rest of the league looks really high on, like, I don't know, it's just a little weird for me to say that he did well this year. It is a little weird. I, I think he has the the – the chance to turn around next year though i agree with you yeah um did you have any other players or did you want to move on to injuries i just one more guy but it probably falls under the wide receiver core again like willie sneed they're number two wide receivers 400 yards three tds like come on you need more production out of your number two guy i agree with you just gonna throw it out here gus edwards five <laughs> yards per carry that's it he's going to free agency did he, did he actually have 3.5 yards I, I, if you want to search it up, <laughs> no, you no, can no, no. look okay. like it every single every single run though. Three point five <laughs> stopped. That's all. That's all. There was no fluctuation. You know, okay, it's oh, the eye test here. here. It's the eye test. We yeah. don't look at analytics. We only look. Ooh, it's the eye test. On the name test, the, the eye test, everything. Exactly. Also had Matt Judon. He oh, you just, don't like Matt Judon? He, he wants to be paid like what, like twelve <laughs> mil, like over. What the? Oh, I, think heck? He wants to be, I thought you wanted to be paid like 20, right? Yeah. He had six sacks. You know, that's less. You know, that was less than what he had two years ago and the year before. He regressed and, and said it with his whole chest that he deserved 20 mil. You're right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Notable, Notable injuries. injuries. Um, I got nothing to the degree of OBJ, right? Or am I actually missing somebody? I don't think they had a guy that big, right? Ronnie Stanley. Oh, I forgot. Okay. I forgot that he existed. I am sorry, Ravens fans. You better apologize. I, I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much it, though. Okay. Whether or not the head coach is fired, uh, John Harbaugh was not fired. Do you think his time is running out with the Ravens? Honestly, no. You don't think so? Okay. No. He was able to turn around the franchise when they had Joe Flacco, so <laughs> anything is possible. I mean, I'll, I'll save this question for the playoff talk, but remind me to ask you how close you think this team is to a Super Bowl when we get to the Fair. playoff talks. Okay. Okay. But we'll look ahead right now. Position some need. I got safety, wide receiver, and linebacker. I got wide receiver and pass rush. Basically kind of overlapping a little bit. 18 mil mm-hmm. uh, cap space in free agency. Players that are leaving. Matt Judon, again, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Willie Sneed, Derek Wolf, RG3, and those are the big names I saw. Mark Ingram, I don't know if you mentioned Derek Wolf, Gus Edwards, and Tyus Bowser as well. They're linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I, I left Gus Edwards out of here because I knew you wouldn't really care if he was leaving or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know me so well, but who should they pick up? So... I have this one guy that you might not like, but you may agree with. 
And so you know how we're talking about Hollywood Brown not 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 doing his part. Their tight end Mark Andrews is their number one receiver. So why not sign someone for cheap like Kendrick Bourne? Thirty nine okay. receptions, six hundred and sixty seven yards, more production than Sneed. Almost as much. Okay, I don't want to say almost as much, but he. He he can he probably can compete with Hollywood Brown. I what like that, think? and I'm he'll come for cheap. He would. I I agree with you on that. I don't know if you heard the the report that the Ravens were not looking at free agency to find their number one wide receiver. They're looking in the draft. They just said that they wouldn't sign a player like Allen Robinson or Kenny Galladay. Oh, okay. That means Kendrick Bourne could be an option. I had Corey Davis and Marvin Jones. I like Marvin Jones better here. I think Corey Davis is still more of a high-profile guy compared to Marvin Jones. I agree with you on that. I think Marvin Jones, you'll get, like, the best bang for your buck. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah. And other players, Justin Simmons, which I mentioned, Ricardo Allen, just to fill mm-hmm. the free safety role because this team also needs free safety. And, yeah, did you have any other players before we move on to the draft? Well, maybe just re-sign some of those guys on that D-line because they are going to miss three guys on that D-line that started for them so they're going to either need to replace them or uh re-sign so in the draft they pick at 27th which is kind of weird because they had a worse record than the Steelers but made it further in the playoffs so they pick after the Steelers very 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 weird but in terms of players that they should pick another player I mean I just mentioned him Javon Morig Mm -hmm. literally because both the Browns and the Ravens both need a safety. They both need that same free safety. But I did have another player because we always talked about Marquise Brown. I got Terrence Marshall Jr. Why'd you Please elaborate. What school? Height? So let me talk about why I like him so much. Okay. It's because he's versatile. And he can play and attack all levels of the field, making him a good complement to Marquise Brown. If he can somehow come back, have him be the field stretcher and have Terrence Marshall Jr. be the everything else type of guy. Um, something similar, I guess, could be like a T.Y. Hilton and um, Michael Pittman Jr. combination. But Michael Pittman Jr. does like everything in the middle and T.Y. Hilton's supposed to stretch the field, but you know. So the new guy is going to play that Pittman role? Yes, exactly. Okay. And I yeah, like I feel like he could just elevate Lamar Jackson as a passer. I put Zayvon Collins here out of Tulsa, the guy you mentioned earlier. They needed, I, I think they just need a cheap pass rusher. And this is someone who might be available late in the draft at 27. So why not? Not bad. So will this team make the playoffs? I said yes. To answer your previous question about how far away or close they are to a Super Bowl, they're like those teams that are going to make the playoffs but need to get lucky to win the Super Bowl, i.e. the Buccaneers. You, so you think the Buccaneers got there with luck? I want to say with luck, but I mean, like, it's easy when you go up against what? The Washington football team? The Saints? Well, the Saints always choke in the, the playoffs, though. Exactly. So that was an easy entry into the championship. Very true. All right. I agree with you there. I think they'll make the playoffs. So moving on next, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers supposedly the best team in this division their record is 12 and 4 however i think what's skewed about this record is that i think it was 11 and 0 at one point and then somehow towards the end of the season it became 12 and 4 yeah they went one in four over their last five games Mm -hmm. their record does not reflect on how terrible they were it does not they were so bad Let's look at the bright spot. Okay, okay. Maybe before the we move on to the bright spots or the outperformers, let's try to dissect why they were so bad. Because if they're so bad, how did they go 11-0? They played really bad teams. Okay. They beat up on the Bengals mm-hmm. once. Then they got, they got their, their teeth knocked out of them the second time when I needed them the most. Classic RJ Luck. Classic RJ yes. Luck in fantasy, just for some yeah. context. They lost to the Washington football team. You know, once they started playing teams that like actually tried, they were screwed. Who did they beat? The Eagles? 
Good for them. They beat the Eagles. Gold medal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They beat the Browns. Then what happened? They lost them three times in a row. They lost them three straight. Mm -hmm. They adjusted and they couldn't readjust to the adjustment. How is that possible? So, So who is the issue then? Who is the culprit? Is it Mike Tomlin? Is no. it Big Ben? Yes. Oh, oh, it's Big Ben. It's everything. It's everything. On it's offense. everything besides Mike Tomlin. You know, we're gonna we're gonna scrap the script for like the outperformers and the underperformers because we're just we gonna combine to. it right now. Yeah. I only had one outperformer, and it was Minka Fitzpatrick. You don't like Chase Claypool? Chase Claypool was okay, but he wasn't consistent, and that's the whole problem with this team. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so I I actually had Big Ben on here. As an outperformer? Hear me out, okay? (laughs) Almost 4,000 yards, 33 TDs, 10 interceptions at 38. So the stat sheet looks great. I understand he doesn't move the ball sometimes when he's asked to move the ball on the field, but he's 38. I mean, he better not lose his job to Dwayne Haskins. The stats are good because they are fluffed up by the fact that they played behind halfway through the season. Because their defense was literally in the hospital. Okay. He okay. was not clutch. Have you? Did you see him play in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, that's why the Ravens pick after them. That's why. The, <laughs> exactly. Don't even get me started with Deontay Johnson. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Before you start ripping on these wide receivers, I just want to say that Okay, they might be inflated stats, but Deontay Johnson had over 900 yards. Yeah, you know what else could have happened? He could have had over 1,000 yards if he caught more freaking passes. You know how many targets this guy got? Too many. Yeah, 144, dude. How many did he catch? Uh, my math is not good. I'm going to say maybe half, 88. No, 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 yeah. no. That, that's a little bit more than half. But still, what? not good. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? That's all I can say. And Chase Claypool, he shows up. You know, honestly, Big Ben wakes up on Sunday morning and decides, oh, do I want to throw 15 passes to Deontay Johnson and have him drop seven of them? Or do I try to throw to Chase Claypool three times and hope that he takes 85 mm-hmm. yards? Wait, is that no is way. that his problem or is that Mike Tomlin's problem? Because I do remember us talking about how they try to force the ball to Deontay Johnson too much. And I think we can see that with the amount of targets he has mm-hmm. compared to, uh, I think, Juju, who only has... Okay, Juju, his targets were up there too. Yeah, so my argument is the last player that I have on players that underperformed. It's James Conner. Yes, I, I have him too. He just cannot find reason, holes and make an impact. And that's the reason why they always had to rely on the passing game. Because the running game was non-existent. That's why Big Ben has so many passing attempts. That's why all these, all these wide receivers are targeted so high. Half of them were like three-yard passes. Have them do the rest. Because the running game, you're better off not, not running the ball. You lost two yards like every other, every other run. I agree. He always runs into a wall, basically, James Conner. But the thing is, I think this has to be the year where the hype around James Conner has to die. Because I, I remember for the past two seasons, going into the season, in the offseason, everyone was like, this is the year James Conner is going to break out. Take him round one in fantasy. All this all this crap, basically. And then he just hasn't showed up. He, I don't know if you know this, he's going to be a free agent this year. Yeah, he is. And he just... I hope the best for James Conner. I still think he's somewhat talented. I think they he's replaced talented. him with Le'Veon Bell for a reason. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that the problem with this team is the offense and they need to make changes fast. I agree. So is that it for this, for this little section? Yeah, we're going to just move on to notable injuries if you're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, the one guy I got, Devin Bush, torn ACL early in the season, around week six, I think. Anybody mm-hmm. else? Uh, anybody? I think Bud Dupree and Eric Ebron got hurt. Mm-hmm. Don't even get me started. Why do these people love it? players with brick hands? Eric Ebron. Vance He's McDonald. fast. He's fast. He's fast. Yeah, same with Vance McDonald. Uh, okay. Also, fast. Darius Hayward Bay. What does speed do for you, Ryan? Let me know. Tell me. John Ross is fast. 
I mean, now that you point out the Steelers have a bunch of guys who like have great qualities that a wide receiver should have, except the number one quality you want out of wide receiver, which is to catch the ball. But they have the speed, they have the size. Like just look at Eric Ebron, he's big. Yeah. I can win that. a 50 50 jump ball, but just can't catch it. You know, he'll touch the ball, but you know, he won't catch it. <laughs> Bounce off his hands. But yeah. Okay. I'm not going to keep beating this dead horse. Whether or not the head coach was fired, I said no. And I think it's not his problem necessarily. If they have a losing record this year, though, I would reconsider. Okay. So uh, positions of need, I have wide receiver, just people who can catch a running back because we just kind of went on a rant about James Conner. And that that's the main two things I have here because I'm assuming they're going to roll with Big Ben next year. So just, just help Big Ben out. I, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I had running back. I also had cornerback. And yeah, that was pretty much the other positions that you didn't mention moving on to players that are leaving but dupree avery williamson alejandro villanueva mike hilton tyson uh-huh. alualu i think zach banner juju smith schuster and james connor i think you forgot your favorite guy you don't know ray ray mcleod oh, ray why, ray. why do you like him so much please explain <laughs> nothing put a smile on my face more when he muffed that punt and then when I needed him again, he muffed another. Well, he's leaving. He's... Good. <laughs> Good. Do you know what else is leaving? My trust in this Pittsburgh Steelers defense, this special team. teams, and fantasy. That's well, gone too. The problem is, is all these guys are leaving. And some of these guys are pretty good, like Alejandro Villanueva, <clears throat> Bud Dupree, Mike Hilton. But they're negative 12 mil in cap space right now. Because of Big Ben. All right. This is... Let's start a Dwayne Haskins movement then. Maybe we should. <laughs> uh, who should they pick up to replace James Conner? Let's speculate a little bit here. I have a fun one. Todd <laughs> Gurley. Huh? Todd Gurley. Why Why him? <laughs> why not him? Because you have Marlon Mack and Kenyon Drake that you could potentially sign. Why would you get Todd Gurley? Arthritis. You think, you think they're better. <laughs> who are healthier? Do they have issues with their knee? Well, Kenyon Drake has some. We're playing a sport where you have to run. That's fair. I mean, that's the position is called running back. Contract and, you know, move, you know? Uh, I I, I I just think think Todd... I mean, how much do you think they can sign Todd Gurley for? Like, cheap? Expensive? Like... He did not prove anything. Okay, okay. In Atlanta. Get him for cheap, and he could be a compliment to a player that I'm going to mention later on. Benny Snell? No. <laughs> okay. God damn it. I'm just trying to help you, Pittsburgh's fans. Like, I'm trying to, I don't know, put some light in this roster that you guys already have. <laughs> yeah. uh, I say resign Mike Hilton. I don't know what they're going to do to clear up cap space. This is a tough one. Maybe resign Zach Banner, too, because I don't think they can afford Villanova. I think a lot of teams are going to be after him. So his price will be pretty, pretty high. I agree with you on that. I'm comfortable moving to the draft really quickly. I'm down. They pick at 24. I think if they want to go running back, they get Travis ITN. He's a dual threat running back. Disciplined. Doesn't do too much. Does that sound okay. familiar? It's Le'Veon Bell. Mm. Just wanted to throw that out there, you know. Maybe Just we could... off with the doesn't do too much. <laughs> doesn't do too much, yep. And then... Offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield if they want to move up because, again, they are losing some key places on their offensive line versus how offensive tackle who has potential of playing either both sides of tackle or be a great guard. And also got J.C. Horn in case he falls that far at 24. Would, would you agree with them trading off for Najee Harris? Trading up for Najee Harris? Yes, because I, I don't think, think Najee Harris is going to dro- drop, right? Oh, you, you think he's going to drop? No, I don't think that they I, – I don't think that – Nanchi Harris is that good for you to have to trade up when you have a lot of holes in your team. Like you're going to have to suck it up and just get Travis ITN. Got it. Got it. Okay. Another offensive guy I had, uh, Creed Humphrey at 24. Uh, 
Maurice Pouncey's retiring. That's one guy we did not name. So their center is mm. gone. So this guy can come in interior blocker. He's a lefty like you. So uh, he, his ideal position is a center in the league. So why not get him at 24? I like that a lot. Now, the number one question, will this team make the playoffs? I'm going to say, uh, I just have a feel. I want to say no. That's my gut. But I know if I say no, they're going to make it. So uh, take this away. <laughs> I got no. So I, I have one fun question. I know we always rank the um, teams with how we think they're going to land, I guess, mm-hmm. next season. But this team had really good running backs. So my question for you is, which teams have the best running backs? So we'll rank their running back cores. Oh, okay. So we'll, we'll just rank that instead of uh, yeah. the, the order? Okay. We'll do that. Uh, I think you'll agree with this one. Cleveland Browns, best one with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I agree with you. Number two, who do you have? I would get... So I think we can kind of agree on this, right? I personally would put Baltimore. I think yeah, J.K. Dobbins is the biggest yeah. step. Yeah, uh-huh. I think he takes the and then step. Number three, I think we can both agree, goes to Bengals because they have Joe Mixon. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. we all know... You guys all know how we feel about James Conner. So Steelers have to be fourth. Mm-hmm. Now, how much different is that compared to how you're going to rank them to season end? Oh, dude, you're that on much something here. See, uh, if anything, I would just swap the last two teams. I think the Bengals might still come in last. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers might 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 do third. And we might see maybe a switch up at with the with at one and two with Browns and uh, the, the Ravens. But it's close, right? It's it's really close. Yeah, exactly. And I, that's it. That's all I want. That's to, really neat. To bring up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess that takes us to the end of our episode. To everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys next Friday when we talk about the NFC North. We're going to break down these teams, see if A-Rod still has it, and what Ryan Pace might do at QB this year. And that's the T. That's the T. Take care, y'all.